Jamie Shagney, your sports information director, bringing you the first ever Leo's House Party podcast. And we are thrilled to be able to talk to you guys on a weekly basis about what's going on with uh, King's Athletics and, and King's as, as a college and, and also some other stuff within the sports landscape. And um, today we are just thrilled. We have three amazing guests uh, for you guys to listen to. Um, first of all, being Megan Morrison, the new executive director of the MAC. Uh, she just walks us through kind of the cancellation of the fall uh, with for 2020 sports. And then we also had a chance to talk to two student athletes from the uh, that are both on fall athletic teams and Quincy Clark, uh, running back for the Kings football team, along with Billy Delellis, who's a senior for the Kings field hockey team. So a really good show to start us off. And we are excited to bring this to you guys uh, every week. Uh, we'll be putting it out on either Tuesday or Wednesday of each week as we get guests and and are, and, uh, are allowed. Um, obviously, through the fall, we'll, we'll be looking for stuff to uh, talk about with, um, unfortunately, no fall sports. And, you know, for all those monarchs out there, you know, we're all thinking about you. We know it's a difficult time. This is hard. Um, you know, the quarantine first and the fall, uh, excuse me, with the spring was cut short. And then, you know, kind of the uncertainty of the summer and now having at least a little bit of uh, news to go off, but we're still going to do what we can uh, to make sure that there is programming for all of our student athletes here in the fall for everyone that's on campus, uh, whether that is um, training practices, uh, mini games, mini competitions, possibly some uh, virtual stuff with other schools. All sorts of ideas have been thrown out there, but know that we will do everything we can to make our experience your experience at King's College the best that it possibly can be, and and that is a promise that you will get from our entire athletics department uh, as we go forward. So a lot of news in the athletics landscape, obviously, uh, MLS is back, uh, baseball is back, football uh, still ramping up with training camp uh, in the professional uh, side, and then uh, NBA and NHL are getting ready to start. So at least some sports out there, um, we'll see how long everything goes, and with the news that came down today uh, about um, baseball, the two cancellation games, hopefully that's just an isolated incident. But again, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we're excited to get this going. Um, this Leo's house party podcast, something that we've been willing, uh, trying to work on for a while. So we're excited to kind of, uh, get it off the ground and, uh, see where it can go. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and send it over to, uh, the first interview we have today, which is with Megan Morrison, the executive director of the, uh, Middle Atlanta Conference. And thank you so much to Megan. She was a phenomenal guest. Amazing to talk to. Uh, just an uh, amazingly uh, bright future uh, for our conference as she takes the reins from our former executive director, Ken Andrews. And uh, the league is in amazing hands after having a conversation with her. I uh, just can't say enough good things about the, uh, about her. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this uh, conversation we did have with Megan. So uh, thank you so much again. And let's go ahead and send it on over to Megan Morrison. Well, we are super happy to be joined by the fifth executive director of the MAC. Um, she's the former associate executive director for compliance and governance of the Ivy League. Um, she's served on numerous NCAA committees, including the Women's Ice Hockey Committee, among others. And um, a big welcome and, and thank you for joining us, the uh, new executive MAC, or MAC executive director, Megan Morrison. Thank you for having me. Um, so obviously, the big news that came out on Friday um, about the cancellation of the, the fall semester for sports, um, you know, could you just give us a, a glimpse or a little bit uh, of how that decision was made and uh, how difficult it was for the presidents in the 80s? Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, our athletics directors have been meeting regularly, almost weekly um, for a couple of months now, continually analyzing the information that's out there. And our presidents as well have met regularly over the last couple months um, in making all the decisions we've needed to make along the road here to navigate um, all the ramifications of, of the pandemic. And so it, it got to a point where there was enough information in front of us and we're at a critical juncture where students are about to come back to campuses, um, if they're going to be allowed to come back, that they needed to make some decisions. So it was time to evaluate all of the information we had in front of us. And, you know, national trends are, are heading in the wrong direction. You know, in many states, the number of cases are continue to increase, um, including in our footprint. And so that combined with some ideas that in order to do athletics safely, we're going to have to implement testing models. And is that the right decision for our institutions? Is that the right pathway to go when there are community members who have symptoms who have a hard time getting tested? And turnaround times to get results back um, might not be conducive to the time needed to to have an intercollegiate athletics program. So there certainly was a lot of concerns mounting and ultimately, you know, though a very difficult decision, as you say, I think the right one right now for our institutions was to postpone any intercollegiate activity in the fall, um, competition wise anyway. You know, both our athletics directors and our presidents care deeply about the athletics enterprise on the campuses and know how much they mean, not just to our student athletes, but to our campus communities. So it was incredibly difficult at, at both levels. And I can't even imagine, you know, um, I'm not the one that has to sit in front of coaches and tell them, you know, that things are canceled and hear the student athletes directly. So, so I feel for all of our campus folks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it was, as we talk with our coaches here at Kings, a lot of the, it was in the same, uh, breath that it was the right decision to make and I think we're all on on board um, kind of along with that though um, last week the NCAA decided to change uh, the playing season from weeks to days and um, you know as a conference how do you think that our student athletes uh, will maybe benefit from that change uh, during this difficult time? Yeah that's a great question I think the NCAA is really trying to be proactively flexible um, not something they're traditionally known for, to help institutions navigate what 2021 is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So I think it does, it gives institutions and it gives conferences some flexibility to design seasons um, in a proactive manner rather than designing something and then having to go ask the NCA if it's gonna be okay if we can do it because it's outside of the normal paradigm. Um, so in that sense, I think it will give ultimate flexibility on when student athletes can participate with their coaches and um, and what that could look like. Cause we don't know what that's gonna look like in the fall and we don't know what it's gonna look like in the spring. So the more flexibility we have on the front end, um, the easier it's gonna be to make those decisions down the road. Yeah, Megan, um, looking at the announcement last week, which I think was amazingly done, uh, obviously in a difficult time, but you know, allowing, uh, putting out that frequently asked question page, I think has answered a ton of questions. Um, but the one thing I notice in the byline is that the conference, it says is committed to providing meaningful engagement opportunities for student athletes and alternatives for fall sports in the spring. So 
I mean, obviously no decisions have been made, um, but what were some like alternatives, say some alternatives um, for some of those fall sports uh, as we go forward? Right now, we're just brainstorming everything that we think could be possible. Um, we're looking at, you know, the feasibility. How, how much can we overlap? We all have a lot of spring sports and to add the fall sports to that facility-wise, personnel-wise is going to be incredibly difficult. But it's worth looking into. It's worth providing our fall sports student-athletes some opportunity to compete um, if they're going to lose that in the fall. So we're going to continue to analyze that. And obviously, the, you know, the atmosphere around COVID will depend on what we can do, too. And that we just won't know for months. Um, so I think all options at this point are on the table. And we'll just adjust as we need to. So kind of switching gears here, um, you were announced as the new executive director back in February, I believe actually it was during the swim championships were going on. Um, and then less than a month later, quarantine kind of starts. Um, you know, how difficult is it for you to bend, it, uh, bend a step into a role uh, like this such, you know, during such a, a difficult and uncertain time? And how has your staff helped, uh, including the old executive director, uh, Ken Andrews? Yeah. I'll sort of answer that in reverse. First, the staff and Ken were incredibly welcoming and helpful and continue to educate me every day on the pieces of this conference. And, you know, thinking back in February, it was obviously like, oh, July will be a good time. I'll, you know, be able to ease in and learn all the things. Um, and obviously it was not that easy. Mm -hmm. um, but I think starting the quarantine and working at home and the landscape of division one in March helped me because, you know, for a job that I'd been in for 14 years, you know, and I thought I had all the answers, all of a sudden we're in a period where no one has any answers and you're scrambling and you're learning every day and you're adjusting every day. And so that's sort of like coming into a new job. So in a way, um, the impact of the pandemic helped me to transition because I came in and for the last four months, I've been, you know, making it up as I go and um, learning new things every day and being open to change and, um, you know, having a little bit of practice at navigating what it's like under these scenarios to, you know, ease communication and, you know, all the things that um, that go into decision making during an uncertain time. So in that sense, it was probably eased a, a tiny, tiny bit, but it has been challenging. I mean, I'm having to tell people incredibly difficult information who I've never met in person. Um, and that's been really hard to try to build that trust up with our athletics directors, with our presidents, um, you know, over Zoom. Right. We're here with uh, MAC Executive Director Megan Morrison. And uh, again, thanks for so much for joining us here on the, uh, the Leo's House Party podcast. Um, you know, another question. So, we're going to look kind of a little bit farther back for you, but you were on the associate executive director uh, for governance and compliance uh, at the Ivy League. You know, that's an extremely high academic league, which is a lot of the times a league that kind of, you know, takes the driver's seat and really um, is the, takes the initiative with a lot of things, you know, as they did with football this or their fall sports, moving them to uh, possibly the spring. Um, you know, how was your experience working within the Ivy League in such a highly academic you know, conference prepared you for this role in the MAC? Yeah, I think it prepared me extraordinarily well. That is a, the Ivy League is a conference that makes principle-based decisions. And those principles are founded in the 
collegiate atmosphere. It, you know, the Ivy League believes that athletics complements academics. And that's very familiar in Division Three, which is, you know, one of the guiding principles of Division Three is that, you know, our student athletes are students first, and we want to give them the opportunity to excel at both, um, but not to sacrifice on the academic side of things. So in that sense, philosophically, they're very similarly aligned, and that's part of what appealed to me. So you were a three-sport athlete back in college. Uh, I'm just reading your bio a little bit for you. But, uh, so you went to Bowdoin, which is uh, up in uh, Brunswick, Maine, I believe. It is. Um, and uh, you were an ice hockey player and a softball player, from, from what I saw, as well as a golfer. You know, how about your experiences up there at Bowdoin uh, really shaped, you know, your life and, and how it's helped you be successful in college athletics? Probably more than a few minutes has to be able to explain, but... You know, first playing sports my whole life, you know, teaches you how to be a good teammate and whatever you end up doing in life that that's invaluable. Um, those experiences, you know, I think on a, a little bit of more micro level, it, it helps you with time management. You know, I'm playing three sports. You don't, you don't get the opportunity to veg out on the couch. Like you need to keep going and um, adjust your schedule and figure out how to fit all the things in. Um, so maybe that best prepared me for parenting, which also <laughs> um, is quite a juggle. But, um, you know, and then just philosophically, it shaped what I believed athletics should look like. Um, and probably one of a, the big reasons that I find myself back here in, in D3. Um, so uh, within your bio, it, it, it's it's really spelled out really nicely, but I want to ask you about some of your work with the Women's Leaders in College Sports, um, which is an amazing amazing leadership and executive institute. And um, being so involved with that, how great is it uh, to see something for advancing women in positions of influence um, and powerful shapes, you know, the landscape of women's leaders today? Yeah, that Women's Leaders is an amazing organization, one that I'm very proud to be associated with and have over the years, um, just grown so much as a person and as a professional through their programming and through their um, continued support of women in athletics. And, you know, I think it's fabulous. The MAC also has programming for women in athletics. And it's crucial to keep, to keep that professional, um, you know, pathway open and to find other women that you can have as mentors and to mentor the young, young women just entering, entering the profession. So it certainly is an organization I will always, um, you know, hold dear and hopefully be a bigger and bigger part of as I'm able. We're here with Mac executive director, Megan Morrison. Um, Megan, I'll, uh, just one last question for you. I don't want to keep you too long um, today, but again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, last question before we let you go, uh, you know, the Mac is it's 18 colleges and universities. It's one of the biggest division three schools or conferences in the NCA. Um, you know, what are some words that you have, um, or some advice for our student athletes out there that maybe are a little bit, believe, uh, be, you know, leaguered right now or a little bit upset and, and kind of maybe don't know what to do as they kind of he head forward. Yeah, this is really difficult. You know, these every day seems like we're stepping into a new unknown and, you know, a lot of us want answers and want to be able to plan and look ahead and know what's coming and we just don't. And so I think if I had words of advice to student athletes right now, it'd be focus on what you can control 
which is your own actions, your own beliefs, um, and focus those in a positive way. Take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, take care of the mental health of those around you, check in on people. Um, this is certainly difficult for anybody, but I feel especially for our student athletes who, you know, in the spring had seasons that were abruptly canceled. Now for our fall student athletes who don't know if they will get a season in 2021 or not. Um, but, you know, the college atmosphere and the time that you have in college is so precious. And, you know, whether that includes athletics and to what extent it includes athletics, um, you know, turn that into a positive. Do what you can with the time that you have and make the most of it. I think I think that's what I would end with anyway. Well, amazing words. Uh, you know, Megan, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, one of our first guests here on uh, our new uh, Leo's House Party podcast. And we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much uh, for carving out a little bit for us. And uh, we really look forward to seeing you here in uh, Wilkes-Barre whenever, uh, you know, whenever it allows. So thank you again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And hopefully I'll be on again. A big thanks to Megan Morrison for joining us here on the Leo's House Party Podcast. Uh, again, that was just a phenomenal interview. We had uh, a great time talking to her and someone that uh, had a lot of insight uh, to the Max decision to uh, move all the sports or at least uh, suspend competition in the fall to the spring. And, um, you know, I just want to read a little bit of the release that was, that was put out on the uh, Mac website. And um, I just want listeners to understand what a, a difficult decision this was and many of the people out there um, that may not agree with it um, need you know is a very difficult decision for everybody and I think you know looking at the landscape and making sure the well-being of everyone on campus and it's not just our student-athletes but the uh, the people that work with our student-athletes our professors um, our staff everyone and uh, while it you know, this virus may not hit the younger uh, population as hard, possibly. It, it does um, have a, you know, have a, a different impact on different communities and different um, populations. So, you know, with that being in mind, uh, the, you know, that's kind of why the league decided to do this. And um, they're well aware of the role that athletics plays on every single campus from all the way down from Stevenson and Hood in Maryland, all the way up, um, you know, as north as we get, uh, all the way up to Hoboken, uh, even at Stevens and, and over here to Wilkes-Barre. And it's not, a, it was not a decision that was taken lightly, trust me. I, I you know, having information and uh, hearing stuff like that, you know how hard it was. So in, they're gonna try to figure out what, what's best and uh, they will make that decision and, and we'll be on board with it. And and don't get it wrong. We again, we said that earlier. We're going to make the uh, experience for our student athletes at Kings uh, as good as good as possible. And um, people like Brian Herring, our strength and conditioning coach, uh, will be working hard to get plans uh, for each team and individual to make sure that they're growing um, both mentally and physically. Uh, and then also, it's an opportunity for uh, all of our student athletes to really um, hone down on their uh, their progress towards graduation and. Uh, whatever that ends up being so um, lots of safety measures to obviously to come in the future but we're excited about whatever ends up happening so um, again really difficult times but you know again we're, we're excited to still be able to talk to you through this and uh, one of the persons that we did have a chance to catch up with this week was um, 
just an, uh, a phenomenal young woman, uh, Billy Delellis, who's a senior forward on the field hockey program. Uh, she also works here in our sports information for sports information office. So we again thank her for taking some time. She was at, during uh, work hours at her internship, and she carved out a little bit of time to talk to us. Uh, so thank you so much to Bailey. And I guess right now let's go ahead and send it on over to uh, Billy Dulles from the Kings field hockey team. Okay, well, we are here with uh, Bailey Dulles, a senior forward, three-time D3 scholar of distinction. She started all 18 games last year as a junior. She is an Aston PA uh, native. She scored three goals in her career. She's played 50 games. Again, we'd love to welcome to Leo's House Party Podcast, Bailey Dulles. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jamie. So, obviously, uh, not a great day. Um, the news coming out from the MAC that the fall – Sports seasons are being postponed, at least for now, and uh, no real kind of answer about where that's going to be. You know, as a fall sports athlete, have you had a chance to talk to any of your um, teammates so far? Um, have you had a chance to kind of digest the information and, and kind of how are you dealing with that? Yeah, so yesterday um, our coach Martha got us all together on a Zoom meeting, kind of told us before um, the article went out, and so we didn't have to kind of find out through the grapevine. So it was really supportive to hear it that way, and it was nice to, like, see my teammates' faces, you know. Um, everyone was really disappointed, but we're just going to keep moving forward, you know. Yeah, it's really the only thing you kind of can do. I guess as you do try to stay motivated and move forward, um, I guess the plan still here at Kings is to, to be back on campus and be around your teammates and other student athletes and the college campus as a community. Um, you know, mm -hmm. as a senior leader, how do you keep everyone motivated? Obviously, with at least no fall season, um, how do you kind of stay motivated? And, and as a leader, what do you do to, to get your team together and moving forward? I think it's really important to kind of look on the bright side of things, you know, this is all for our safety and hopefully this small sacrifice is going to pay off in the spring when um, hopefully we have the opportunity to play. And during this time, I think we really could um, use it to just bond as a team, get to know our new incoming recruits and, uh, you know, prepare as much as we can. And it's just going to make us more hungrier for the spring. So that's kind of what I'm holding on to and what I'm hoping my teammates are as well. Yeah, you know, I think you bring up a really good point, Billy, is that just as you – normally you guys come in and it's just right into preseason. You don't have a ton of time to kind of acclimate your incoming freshmen or first-year uh, players. Um, you know, as someone that has been in the program now for going into their fourth year, you know, what's something that you found was helpful for you as a freshman and then also something that you've seen that you your team has done that has really worked well with um, uh, underclassmen since you've been there? I think coming in as a freshman, just how supportive everyone was, uh, was a big deal. Um, you don't realize it, but going from the high school level to the college level is just completely different. And every freshman goes through freshman jitters and trying to get acclimated to being on the team. So something that my team did to support me and we continue to do with our freshmen is just, you know, cheer them on during practice. If they mess up, everyone messes up, you know, so it's okay. So we just want everyone on the team incoming and even existing that it's okay to mess up. We all make mistakes. It's learning from those mistakes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Bailey, I want to, uh, 
kind of take a step back to last year. Um, obviously, didn't the season didn't quite finish how you guys wanted to, um, missing the playoffs. But there were some good moments, and one of those was that come from behind game against Wilkes uh, when you guys ended up uh, coming back from being down two. Um, you scored a goal in that game. Uh, you know, just as a bigger win for you guys last year, just what do you remember from that game, and, and what was something that you'll take from that contest? I just keep going back to how supportive my teammates are, you know, um, every game, including that game, it's just, you know, we don't play like we're down two goals, you know, something I love about being on the team and especially that game was just, we never gave up and we don't ever give up, you know, uh, we came back from being behind Misericordia as well last season. So something that I uh, admire about my teammates is just their strive and, Hopefully that's something that we'll just continue to work on and keep growing. So you found King's College um, from, you went to Sun Valley High School, which is in Aston, which is for people that don't know, is in between Philly and Wilmington. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, how do you find King's? Like how did that um, King's kind of pop up to you as you were on your college search? And uh, uh, what was it about the school that was such a draw for you? I found King's actually just on the common application. I was looking at schools in PA that were free to apply to, things like that. And I saw King's College, Wilkes-Barre, and I recognized Wilkes-Barre, and I was like, I, I feel like I know that, you know? So I looked online, started looking into the field hockey team, and that's when my interest um, peaked, you know? I went and did an overnight here and just the community feel I just knew that this was my place to go um, I had overnights set up at other schools and I called to cancel the next day I was like I'm not coming uh, I found my home well I mean that's awesome uh, you're a finance major I, I believe correct yes yeah that's what I thought and um, you know we've had an opportunity to work together uh, as you obviously have been helping out in our sports info office but as a finance major you know what's what is the best part of the uh, the business school for you that you've seen and, and you know, kind of once you're you're using that finance degree, what, what are you trying to do after you uh, after you get out of here? So McGowan School of Business is just all around amazing, no matter what major you're in. And I'm not just saying that because I'm in it. You know, uh, we just get such a well-rounded education. Um, and they go like really granular, you know, something I really enjoy about my finance classes is I'm not just learning how to punch numbers into Excel, you know, I'm learning the background and the why, not just the how. So that's what I really enjoy. And right now I have an internship with uh, WSFS Bank. So I'm hoping to stick with them. Um, I think my interest uh, lies with commercial banking, commercial lending. So um, being in risk management, uh, an underwriter, that's kind of what I'm striving for right now. So post Kings, that's what I'm looking towards. Um, Bailey, you know, you've been here, you're going into your fourth year now. Um, you've obviously had a chance to make a ton of memories, um, not just on the field, but off of it as well. Um, you know, what's something when you end up leaving Kings, like what's the one or two memories that you're going to just remember the most from being here in Wilkes-Barre? I'm probably going to remember the most just all the times I've been with my friends, especially the snow days, you know, being up in the mountains. That's just one advantage that we have is some snow days. And it's just so much fun to just be around your friends, kind of relax, things like that. So that's something I'm definitely going to miss. Well, we appreciate Bailey um, jumping on with us. This is our, our first ever Leo's uh, House Party podcast, and uh, you're really our first guest. So, um, you know, we appreciate it. Um, still have some time. Uh, if you want to, you know, tell us any other um, stories or any other shout outs, you want to say hi to anybody, uh, it's definitely your time now.
Uh, I just want to say shout out to my team, Kings College Field Hockey. Uh, we're going to get through this. And shout out to all the other athletes out there that are being affected, you know. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but just keep your head up. And let's just hope in the long run that we're going to be able to dominate this spring season. Well, great words from a, uh, a great teammate and a leader, Billy Delos from the uh, Kings field hockey team. We appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. Obviously, I know, I know you're busy with your uh, internship, but thanks so much for hopping on on us on this, this difficult day. But as you said, we'll, we'll get through it and uh, we'll be stronger on the other side once we do. Billy, thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Big thanks to Billy Delellis for allowing her uh, to come on and, and talk to us a little bit about how she's feeling about the cancellation of the fall sports and uh, how she's dealing with that. And also just a little bit about her and what she's been doing with uh, her finance uh, major and, and what she's been doing. So big thanks to Billy Delellis for joining us. And we really appreciate her. And hopefully uh, we can't wait to see uh, her and the rest of her teammates back here soon. So, you know, campus right now is obviously pretty quiet. There's no one back. And, um, a lot of the offices are closed right now as things are still ready to ramp up here in about a week or so. I think August 3rd is when most people will kind of start trickling back into campus. Um, but I think one of the big things is, you know, go to go sport, uh, go max sports.com. Uh, there's tons of answers there. There's a frequently, asked, frequently asked questions document. That's uh, really going to be important. I think as we kind of navigate through this, and, um, you know, as, as Bailey was saying, you know, there's no decisions that have been made yet. I, I think a lot of speculation is that sports will end up going to the sp uh, spring, but that's really not hasn't been decided yet. And I think a lot of it has to do with what ends up happening with the NCAA if their championships get moved, because if championships get moved, then there's obviously a lot of incentive for teams and athletes to want to play in the spring. And, uh, you know, there's lots of decisions that need to be made still. But thinking about it from the perspective of, um, you know, the spring sports, uh, trying to share space and time, a lot of other resources with our uh, fall teams will we'll make it work. Um, you know, that's something that we all have to look in and how we'll schedule everything. But, you know, as teams come together on the field, I, I think, you know, all of us here at Kings will come together to, to make it a – a great experience for whoever um, ends up playing and whatever ends up happening if it's, you know, in 2021 uh, in the spring or in the fall or whenever. So uh, stay positive out there, Monarch Nation. I know it's tough right now. Um, you know, again, we are out there on social media all the time. We'd love to interact with all of you out there, alums, coaches, fans, families, um, anyone that's interested in, in King's College and, and Monarch Nation, we want to hear from you. So, you know, as we do takeovers or contests or, um, you know, Media Monday, stuff like that, you see yourself uh, on a picture or interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, we've got lots of things going on right now. We'd love to uh, hear from alums and have you do a series. We were trying to start, um, you know, kind of letters to future monarchs. So if you're interested in something like that, please just shoot me an email, Jamie Shagnon, it's J-A-M-I-E-C-H-A-G n-o-n at kings.edu and we'll get you set for that um but you know we're really excited about our next interview it's it's a guy that I, i've loved having conversations with since i've been here he's been here now he's going into his junior year i'm going into my third year so we kind of got here at the same time but just a really interesting guy uh a part of a backfield that's been super important for the kings football team over the last couple of years and a guy that you've probably seen on uh, game days on our, our on our Instagram stories. Um, a running back you should be really looking out for this year. I think he's going to have a breakout season. A guy that's going to be really dependent on the hair, uh, carry the football. 
when that ends up being the case uh, for our team. So without further ado, let's go ahead and send it on over to uh, junior running back Quincy Clark. Well, we are super excited to have um, someone that is going to be, uh, you're going to be really hearing about here in the uh, upcoming uh, months, ho hopefully, um, you know, soon in the, in, in the spring or whenever it ends up being, obviously with today's news. But uh, we we're joined by a junior running back uh, out of uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He's played in 19 of 20 games at Kings in his two seasons. He's a, uh, the three sports star at Lancaster Catholic. And uh, he's uh, rushed for almost 200 yards at Kings. He's got one touchdown. And he's vying for that RB1 position uh, as a junior coming up this year. And uh, we are super thrilled to have um, junior Quincy Clark joining us here on the Leo's House Party Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So um, obviously the recent bad news that came out um, about the fall sports being delayed or um, suspended, you know, you've, you've kind of, we've been through this now four months into this um, quarantine and uh, now you've kind of got to wait a little bit longer. You know, how have you been staying ready uh, with all these unknowns? I mean, you just got to prepare uh, like it was a regular season, like you're guaranteed a season. Um, you got to stay in the weight room if you have access to it. You have to stay in your playbook, you know what I mean? So the preparation was really no different than before. Um, but got to make the best, simple as that, make the best of the situation you're put in. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been really working hard uh, when, you know, everyone was kind of sent home from school there in the, um, in the spring semester. Uh, you know, as you heard about this, I'm sure that you had communication with uh, Coach Nar and with the rest of the team. You know, have you been talking to your teammates uh, just about what they've been doing and uh, how they're staying, you know, ready to go with all of the, the, you know, with all this news? Um, yeah, we're all pretty much in the same boat. Um, we all we all have to look at this from the perspective where we're not thinking negatively about it. Um, we have to see that with this season being canceled, we have an extra year of eligibility. Um, so our season wasn't, it was taken away from us, but we also have the, have the opportunity to make up for it. Um, so we have, instead of just a few months to get ready, we have an entire year nice. to prepare our bodies um, and our minds for the next season that we will play in. I think you bring up a really good point there is that, you know, when you, you were a, uh, a first year player at one point and uh, you know, how does something like this actually help some of the incoming, you know, newcomers, the uh, first year players that have the opportunity now to really mold their bodies and get acclimated to the team setting and, and how do you think that can be actually an advantage for them? Um, well, a, a lot of the, as far as freshmen go, um, a lot of them, usually have that question on whether or not they are their bodies are where they need to be so with this extra year in the weight room uh with coach b's plan they should have no issue having their bodies where they should be um we're also going to have meetings and things like that so that their mental is where it should be as well um so they're not just thrown in with older players 22 whatever they might be um and just them not having any type of idea of what's going on. So, yeah, that's a good it's it's a good point. And you also mentioned somebody in there, uh, Coach B, um, Brian Harris, our you know strength and conditioning coach. 
Uh, you know, how big of an asset is, has, you know, Brian been, and also before him, uh, Coach Kersetter, um, you know, how important has that role been for the development of not only you, but you and your teammates? Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, I wasn't here when we did not have a strength and conditioning coach, but the fact that we do puts us at such an advantage compared to other schools because not every school has a full-time strength and conditioning coach. Mm -hmm. So our, our weights are going up, our body weights along with our lifts are going up. We're healthier, we're stronger, we're faster. I mean, we're, we're he definitely headed in the right direction. So you're kind of in an interesting perspective um, here because uh, you have kind of a, um, you get to see it from both sides because your father, um, Ralph, is the head coach at a uh, in the same conference as Kings at uh, Alvernia. And, you know, has it been an asset? Because you kind of get to see it from, like, the coaching perspective, you know, too, in your home. Um, has he given you some advice on, as, you know, maybe as a father or more so as a coach, or do you kind of get it from both sides? Uh, honestly, he has not given me much of anything. We Like, we're very competitive people. So, right. so we're opponents. We don't, we don't really discuss much that goes on. We don't really try to help. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so he hasn't said much, but all I know what he would say. And that would be, would be just to keep your foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't think of this as a time where you just get to go on vacation and, you know, chill out, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't get lazy. You have to, treat this like it was a normal season a normal off season you know what I mean so right. got to stay prepared so I mean Quincy you've you've been able to um over the last two years you know really uh, you know transform your body but as well as you've been able to watch and learn from somebody you know Jordan Downs who is you know one of the yeah. better running backs in the conference you know what did you learn from Jordan and what is something that you'll really take into your next two years at Kings Jordan was awesome uh, sitting back and watching him these last two years. He's taught me things on and off the field. Um, as far as preparation goes, how to take care of your body, um, how to study, when to study, you know, things like that. Um, and then off the field, just how to carry yourself around campus and present yourself to people who are outside of the football team or even outside of the school. You know what I mean? Just helping helping me grow as a man, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And we we have some some big news about Jordan. We'll, we'll actually end up uh, releasing in the next uh, probably next week at some point. But we're really excited uh, for him. And but yeah, obviously a, gr a great guy and a great leader for you guys. Um, you know, so what? You know, you know, kind of back uh, two three years when you were looking to make your decision of where you're going to be going after uh, your great career at Lancaster Catholic. Uh, you know, how did you uh, how did you kind of matriculate and find your way to Kings? Um, truthfully, it was just the brotherhood. Um, just the moment, the first moment you step on campus with uh, as a as a senior in high school, you know, being recruited, you've got players just coming up to you, introducing themselves, you know, really welcoming you with open arms, and I mean that felt amazing. Uh, Whereas most other schools, was, they felt like divided, you know what I mean? It, does, it didn't matter if you were a defensive player or offensive player, upperclassman or lowerclassman at Kings, we're all, we're all one, we're one family. And I really got that sense on my overnight, so it was great.
at, at that moment, I knew I was coming to Kings. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the nice thing, you know, we've both been here the same amount of time, Q. I mean, I, this is finishing up my second year. You're on it, uh, going in year 30, the same as me. And I, I can definitely agree with you there. Um, so, you know, kind of on a personal note, uh, you know, we've had some more downtime, I guess you'd say, when you're not working out. Like, what do you like to do? What's something that you really enjoy doing uh, when you're not, you know, in the gym or, or getting better? Are you, are you a big music guy? Do you play video games? What's your thing? I actually do not play video games, which comes as a surprise to many. But um, I do. I'm very into my music. I love music, staying up to date with what drops each week. Um, I'm also, I've watched a lot of Netflix, <laughs> a lot of Netflix the last few months. Um, I've gone through probably like four different series of uh, TV shows. So, yeah, that's really it. Music, TV, you know, that's about it. Well, you gotta get you gotta let us know what you've been watching. What, what's the uh, what's your top go to right now, music wise, and, and what are a couple shows that people should uh, should check out on Netflix? Um, my favorite me, all right, uh, Pop Smoke, Ross Swish, J Cole, J Cole's the goat. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as TV shows, Ozark was probably my favorite. Ozark was up there. Um, I also watched Outer Banks. Mm -hmm. And I recently, thanks to Izu, got into anime. So My Hero Academia just started watching that. So it's nice. Always take the suggestions from Izu. That guy is uh, yes. always on top of things. So, well, um, we won't take too much of your uh, any more of uh, your time. Uh, you know, we got a couple more minutes. But so if there's any other shout outs or any other memories you want to, um, you know, say before we get going, anybody you want to say hello to, uh, now's your time. Um. Hello to the King's College uh, family. Any sport, you know what I mean? Hope everyone's doing well. Well, again, Q, we, you know, really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day today to catch out with us and, uh, you know, stay strong out there and keep doing your thing. And we look forward to seeing you uh, back on the field here soon. All right. Thank you for having me. A big thanks to Quincy Clark for joining us today on the Leo's House Party podcast. And as we uh, finish up here for this first episode, as you guys are listening, hope you're still with us. Uh, if you're interested in being a, a guest on our show and just talking about what you've been doing as a, uh, uh, a King's student athlete or if you're an alum or a coach, you want to get uh, on here and talk and uh, tell us what you've been doing, please just uh, let us know. Um, inter you know, Interact with us on social media. Um, but the good thing is, while unfortunately we won't have any fall sports uh, here at you know Kings in the in the MAC and and who knows at the Division three level, we do have the luxury of having some professional sports starting, which is nice. So you know, with baseball starting in the last you know week and um, ice hockey is coming back soon, and then the NBA in the bubble, at least we'll have some professional sports. Um, to kind of watch. So over the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more professional sports and kind of as things come out in the conference, uh, we will make sure to keep you guys up to date on what's going on with that as, as more details come out uh, kind of down from the NCAA and then to the MAC and, and in this regional level um, as things progress with COVID and, and hopefully as people continue to wear their masks and socially distance and wash their hands, uh, this will start to uh, slowly go away and we'll get back to whatever you know new normal we're going to have uh, as our student athletes and all of our students come back uh, to Kings here in Wilkes-Barre. 
So um, for those out there, thanks so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of uh, Leo's House Party Podcast. I hope your teams do well in the, uh, the restart, whether it's baseball, hockey, or basketball. Personally, I'll be rooting for the uh, Capitals right up here uh, in the Stanley Cup um, playoffs. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll see you next week with um, some more guests. We're excited to drop those. And I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. And uh, keep grinding out there, Monarch Nation. And we will see you next week. Have a great weekend. So long, guys. The views and opinions by the host and guests of the Leo House Party podcast do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions of King's College. The Leo House Party podcast is produced and presented by the King's College Sports Information Office, and any redistribution or reproduction of content in any form is strictly prohibited without express written consent of King's Athletics. Follow King's Athletics on social media at King's Monarchs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also visit the online home of Monarch Athletics at King's College Athletics dot com.